Disclaimer. Before I begin, I do want to inform you that I go hard and real with what I'm about to say on this episode. If you cannot handle the truth, my sense of humor, sarcasm, and explicit language, then I advise you to not listen. This episode will contain words that may be triggering and may have graphic details, so listen per your description. Without further ado, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Yours Truly. It is I, your one and only host, Truly, of course. I hope that everyone is doing wonderful. The new year just started and, of course, this month is going by super quick. January is almost over. So by the time you listen to this, it's already February. Yes. Anyways, if you guys happen to listen to my previous episode, I talked about, well, I basically opened up a lot about my experience on sex and for me to understand that I too can have pleasure just because I am with my partner. That doesn't mean that he gets out the pleasure because, you know, ladies, we all want that as well too. And I also have to say that the only reason why I'm that way is because, of course, the way I was brought up in my culture and, of course, me being involved in church. So this episode, I am going to go in depth on my life growing up in the church, um, my thoughts on what I truly feel about going to church, um, the reason why my parents wanted us to go there in the first place, and what I experienced during the time I was divorced to now what I think of church in general. So this episode may be triggering to those who have a higher faith, those who enjoy going to church, with those who have a good personal relationship with God. If you are one of those people and you are, you could say narrow-minded, you don't have an open mind when it comes to people voicing their opinions about church, then I advise you to please not listen, okay? Um, Just a little note, I know that my episodes can be very offensive to those who have never experienced anything that I've been through, nor do some people can't empathize or sympathize what I've gone through. Some people just don't know how to put themselves in in my shoes or 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 your shoes, you know. And so with that, um, yeah, th- it's really negative for them, and they don't understand. So just to put it out there again, and I will always repeat myself that this is my podcast, and I'm going to share with you guys what I've been through. I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit. I'm just gonna tell you guys what it is. And I'm just going to be honest. And this is reality. This is real life shit that happens. And if, like I mentioned in my disclaimer, if you cannot handle anything that I have to say in all of my episodes, do not listen. And as much as you want to criticize me or judge me or whatever, like I will take it to a grain of salt because, you know, I'm thankful for your advice. However, I'm going to do me. (laughs) At the end of the day. Uh, with that being said, let's jump into this spicy taboo topic, okay? 
Now, like I mentioned to you guys in the beginning of my episode, I kind of give you guys a glimpse of how I grew up or where I grew up. And I mentioned that I grew up going to church. I grew up, you know, learning about God, reading the Bible, going to church every weekend. Um, it's kind of weird because my church that I go to in the past, we usually go to church on Saturday. I don't know why, but I'm assuming that it's because, you know, regular churches, they open on Sunday. So the only available days that we can go is Saturday. So Saturday, we went to church. My family went to church every Saturday. So there's 11 of me and my siblings, okay? And as we got older, none of my siblings went to church. And it was just only me and my younger brother that were the only two left standing and um, I chose to just continue to go to church just because I enjoyed uh, building that relationship with God and craving more to what life has to offer me. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, I was a hardcore, narrow-minded Christian believer or whatever you want to call it, you know, like I wasn't so strict but I do have to say that you know I enjoy you know being together with other youth and discussing about God and building a relationship with him and just being able to surround myself with others who also crave God's love and and learning more about God and basically just you know creating that relationship with him but at the same time although I was involved in a church like I was the music coordinator at one point. I was the youth president, youth treasurer. Um, I played the piano for the church. I led service. I even sing uh, in church. Did all of that. Very, very involved in the church, you know. And one of the things, well, well, well there's like a couple of things that my parents. So for those who have Hmong parents or just parents in general who have told you and your siblings that you should join church or be involved in church. And the only way that you would get help when it comes to your wedding and your funeral is to attend church. For me, even when after I got divorced, my mom have decided to go to a different church than the one that I, the, the one that uh, my dad usually goes to. And she called me one day and she asked me to to see if I will allow her to put my name under the church to be a church member. And I told my mom that I don't mind if you put my name down. However, just know that I'm not going to come to church. And then, of course, you know, typical uh, mom parents. My mom was like, well, you have to come to church because what if you die? Who's going to bury you? Who's going to lead the, the funerals and stuff? And I told my mom, that, well, when I die, I would not know who's going to do all that stuff. And I wouldn't give a shit no more. And so my thinking was that, so in order for me to have help, I have to go to church just so that they can help me if I die. And I was against it. And, you know, I did argue with my mom a little bit, but I was like, you know, whatever. Like, if you want to put my name in there, sure. But just letting you know, I'm not going to go to church. That's the end of it, you know. And I have my reason why, okay? And I'll get to that, you guys. But um, yeah, so th that's what I did throughout my my childhood, throughout college years. I was really into, you know, very into church and very active and all that stuff, you know. But at the same time, I also felt like I wanted more. I guess it's just who I am. It's, it's like, yes, I, I've done this. 
and I enjoyed it, but I feel like there's 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 gotta be more to this, because I I honestly feel like with me going to church and you know being involved in all that, I just felt like it was like a second job that I have to go to, but but without getting paid. And you know, like I I'm not saying that you know I, I was tired of it. I mean, there were times I was tired of you know leading service and going to church every week just to take on this role and and I just felt like I was missing something I was craving and yearning for more than what I was expected to do while I was in church it's like I wanted to deepen my faith deepen my relationship with God but I was just so focused on okay you gotta practice these songs you gotta learn how to play these music so that it goes well with with the with the songs and the music and whatnot, uh, make sure you don't make no mistakes. Make sure you sing louder. Make sure that the youth uh, is donating or whatever you know. And but then I feel like, well, aside from that, what can the church itself help me as an in, in, as an individual to deepen my faith and to create a deeper relationship with God. And I felt like that was missing. Yes, of course, I continue to go to church and do what I have to do. But there there were times where I just didn't want to go anymore because I just felt like I just went because this is what I needed to do. And that was it. But then the church itself wasn't benefiting me in my personal life and my personal journey uh, to creating that relationship everlasting relationship with God and so there there were a couple I think during college years I did uh kind of like stop going to church and then I went back because I did miss having that fellowship with other youth and whatnot and then when me and uh Lost Boy you know got married and we started working together in the same company and we started working third shift and that's when I it, it kind of like I kind of like stopped going to church part of me kind of hesitated in a way of going back just because when you work third shift you work graveyard shift it's really hard to have a normal life so typically you know and during that time like my schedule was Monday to Friday 10 p.m to 6 a.m and then uh, because we work in a place where they uh have mandatory overtime of course you know you're forced to do overtime you either come in early or stay late four hours and then of course plus Saturday as well so imagine going to work on a Friday night Friday night 10 p.m to 6 in the morning which is a Saturday and then going to church at 10 a.m that's very exhausting and because of our schedule, we just couldn't go and we couldn't really be active as much because of that. And as much as I wanted to go back, a part of me didn't want to just because I felt like I felt like I wasn't being myself. I felt like, yes, I'm here to help support the church and also. But at the same time, I also felt like I was becoming someone who I wasn't, meaning that. I was just at church just to show off that I'm really good at at singing or I'm really good at playing instruments or that, um, I don't know, maybe it's just me thinking. But I mean, if, if you're listening and you are feeling the same way, please let me know. But I just felt like I was just there just to prove myself that I'm better at something that I value in, in the church. And I felt like that was a lot of... Um, pressure on me to just you know show up and these are the expectations of me and I just felt like you know what can I just go to church be a member 
you know, hear the words and then come back home. Like, why can't I just like take a break from being involved in in, in the church? And of course, our ch- church was really small too. We didn't have a lot of church members, and so um, of course, they needed all the help that they can get. You know, and of course, I, I was willing to help up as much as I can as well. But it gets really draining. You know, that that kind of made me hesitate in going back to church. The thought of going to church just to please other people and going to church just because that's just what you need to do. And if you, even my parents say that if you are involved in church and you give your time and your service to church, that you will receive a blessing from God, which I believe is true. They also, my parents also say, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of parents out there, Christian parents out there will tell their kids that. The more years that you spent with the church and helping them, then they will most likely help you when you get married or when you die. And uh, you guys, I'm letting you guys know that that's a lie. (laughs) And um, this is just, like I always say, this is my personal experience. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of you guys that have either the same experience or a different experience or whichever it is, you know, but because this is my podcast, I'm just going to tell you guys how it is. Okay. So, but, um, I say that that's a lie because, you know, all these years that I've given to church and, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm grateful that I was willing to help because that's just me, you know, being able to help other people and also be able to deepen my faith. You know, I, I was already grateful with that already, but the day when I got married, we didn't have like those like traditional American wedding. We had the Hmong traditional wedding. So it was supposed to be a traditional Hmong wedding. But because we both went to the same church, my dad was like, you know, let, let's just do it very cheap, very easy. So typically when you get married in a Hmong culture, you have uh, what they call a pila. And then you have pila is like the best man. Um, which is the... Uh, Made of, made of honor or or the lady that kind of follows that pretty much follows the bride around kind of like her, her bodyguard in a way and then you're supposed to have minkong which is the male uh figure who pretty much lead the entire wedding from beginning to end we had a minkong but we didn't have the pilau or the tainjua okay and it was just pretty much you know we we're just there had food on the table you know and do all that stuff and that was it and what they also say that whoever sits on the table because i'm pretty sure there was like a couple of people from church from my church they sat in the table and they basically say that the people that's that sat in the table and the people that actually help you on your wedding um when you whenever you have any issues or problems with your marriage you they are the people that you're supposed to go to before you think about getting divorced they are the people that you sh- should go to to ask for help or whatever right because again if you still believe in the old traditional way which is the 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 shaman way um then mostly your 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 side of the family will take care of the wedding if you um believe in the new way new traditional way which is like going to church then uh most likely your family will want a church um to um host or lead uh, the wedding so because we both went to church then my dad decided that it's best just to have the church people do it and not my lee clan or lee family take over the wedding 
So during my Hmong wedding, the church members were the one that was in charge. And the people that sat on the table were the people that I was supposed to reach out to if something were to happen in our marriage. So fast forward, when I went through the the divorce, you know, I talked to my dad about this too, because again, I don't know jack shit about the process and all stuff. And my dad didn't do a very good job of helping me at all. He was just more like a waiting game where like, oh, I'm waiting for, for the other side of the family to contact us. And he wanted me to contact the people that sat on the table during my wedding. And I did that. You know, but uh, they didn't pick up. And so it made me feel like, then what's, what's the point of going to church and giving your time or service to help the church? But when you are in your lowest and you need the help, they're not there to help you. And again, you guys, I'm not really close to my least side of the family. I'm more close to the church members because my dad just wanted us to be close to the church members. And they were like family to me already. And, uh, and honestly, you guys, I, I am mad at the church people, you know, and that's why I refuse to go back to church, specifically among churches, because, you know, they embed all of these things in our head, telling us that, you know, the more involved you're in the church, then, you know, most likely they will help you. But I feel like when you are in the verge of getting divorced or when you have marital issues, nobody is there to help you figure that shit out. Unless, unless your your dad's a pastor, unless your dad is a board member, or unless your parents give a shit about their kids, then of course, yes, they'll do something about it. But in my situation, my dad wasn't a pastor. He wasn't any of the board members. He's just one of those regular church members that came to church. And overall, he didn't give a shit about me and what I, what I went through because he was so figuring out his own marriage with my mom and um I am disappointed as a church you know I'm not gonna lie about it you know I, I know that it's not their fault but just to think about you know like with my parents and also the church members saying that you know with your service you know you helping us you know we will help you back afterwards and I'm just that's just bullshit and for those who are struggling and trying to figure out shit out or you are stuck in the middle where your marriage is on the line and you don't know if you should reach out to the church members or not. You know, like that's that's totally up to you. But like I mentioned to you, if your dad is not a pastor, your dad's not the head board member or a deacon, or if your parents don't give a shit about what you do in your life, then it's going to be a lot harder for you. And then when you actually take the plunge to get divorced and you do this by yourself, you'll know that these people weren't really for you at all. They they pretty much weren't going to help you at all. And it made me realize then what's the point of going to church? Even the lost family, they all went to church. And it's like, here's here's my thing, okay? I, I love honesty. I love the truth. And the fact that a lot of people that go to church are two-faced they are so holy than thou. They think that they're the shit. But when they go back home, they're a different person. They're they're even more shittier than when they go to church. And yes, for those who are listening and you, and you get triggered, I'm speaking the motherfucking truth, okay? Th- that's the problem that I have. Is that, you know, 
I I crave a lot more and I want to live my life the same way as I will live my life going to church or not. But how can I do that when people that I know before are just so two-faced? That's just one of the reasons why I don't like going to Hmong church because they say that, oh, they're there to support you and all that stuff. But when it, I'm just telling you guys, when it really comes to like you wanting to get divorced or cheating scandals and all that stuff, people cover shit up. People tell the daughters to stay, be patient. They they don't really preach anything about marriage or they their their audience that they preach is towards older generation. Maybe it's different now. I mean, it's been a while since I've been been in church, but in my past, in my personal life. During the time I went to church, the pastors didn't really teach us or teach me as a young adult to get ready for for marriage or for adulthood or or whatever, you know. And, you know, again, at the end of the day, I I don't blame them. But at the same time, it's kind of like you wish that they would have helped you in, in any ways, you know. And like I mentioned, I am very upset, more disappointed that. You know, these were the people that I grew up in, that I considered them as family. And when I went through all that, nobody was there. Even even pastor wasn't there. Uh, not once has any of them reached out to me personally about, you know, me going through all of this. Um, and if pastor hears this, oh, well. I have nothing against anybody. It's just the fact that if you're going to say one thing, fucking do it. Like, don't don't just say that, oh, we're going to help you with this and that. But in the end, when it does happen, you you turn your you turn your your eyes the other way. Yeah, that's pretty much my that's pretty much my experience with the church. I honestly felt like I'm just too real for church. And there's like so many like topics, like so many taboo topics that church don't want to cover. Like if you were to go to a moon church, they're not going to talk about sex, safe sex. They're not going to talk about how can you uh, prevent me from masturbating? How can you prevent me from watching porn? Because these are the things that, you know, it's taboo and they don't want you, they don't recommend or they don't want you to get yourself into because when you masturbate, you're pretty much sinning against God. When you watch porn, you're pretty much sinning against God. But my thing is that, okay, so if these are all bad, then what are, what can you as a church help me as an individual to not get tempted and do those things? It's also a taboo to uh, have sex before marriage. So it's kind of like, how can you help me as a young adult to stray away from that until marriage or to not be tempted to watch porn or, or masturbate it's like most churches don't talk about that and that's why i have to go outside of that and now in today's world in, in today's years there's plenty of uh, churches out there that they do create content or they do post it up on social media like on youtube and i watch it and they do help me understand um, and learn a lot more about how can I prevent myself from, you know, masturbating or watching porn. And also they teach me more, a lot more about marriage and, you know, finding the one or finding your, your partner or, or like um, doing marriage in Christ-like, you know, it's like all that stuff that most churches doesn't teach. And, you know, I get it. You know, I get why. But at the same time, it's like for me personally, I wouldn't want to go back. 
to Monk Church. I, I wouldn't because it's, I, I'm to a point in my, in my life where I want the deep truth. I want to be in depth with the knowledge and learn as much as I can so that I can, you know, grow from it. But Monk Churches, they just don't do that for me. And that's part of why I had an issue just going to church because I crave something more, you know, and they, they just weren't giving it to me. And also, of course, like I mentioned, you know, like when I went through my divorce, they weren't there to help me or support me or anything like that. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, you know, but I just thought that, OK, people sitting in the table, they're supposed to represent you and I don't know, teach you, help you, help you lead, lead the way or whatever. Right. But yeah, that's just some false shit. But um, I'm not trying to make this negative. I'm just telling you guys how it is. You know, this is my personal experience. I just can't go back to Moan Church. I just can't. I don't know if I can go back to any church. I will have to find a, a good one to be part of it. But I feel like with years of experience going to church, it kind of traumatized me in a way to where I just don't have the desire or trust anyone anymore. It made me question those who believe in God because again, with me going to my parents' church, there was a lot of two-faced Christian believer. And honestly, my dad was one of those people too. And you guys can say that, why are you talking shit about your dad? Well, it's just the honest truth. He's one of those people that were good on the outside to other people. But when I came to home life, totally different person. And that's why I question. I'm like, if you go to church... God is telling us this, then why aren't you also living that life when you're outside of church? That's why I have to question that. I even had to question lost family or lost mom and lost dad because they were like that as well. Very good Christian at church and outing but when it came to living at home yeah very bad people like like really it, it just makes me so confused like why why do you go to church for like if you're going to go to church and then come home and become a different person a, a bad person a negative ass person then don't fucking go to church like you're contradicting yourself that's the problem that i have i don't know you guys but you know like i I would do have to say that with that traumatizing experience that I have with church people and along with my divorce, knowing that when you hit hit your bottom, you'll know who will actually be there for you. And obviously church member wasn't there for me and I'm pretty sure they would never be there for me. Um, same with my, my dad as well. Never be there for me. Um... It, it did kind of affect my relationship with God. I'm still working on it. Um, honestly, I am kind of afraid to revisit my relationship with God. And like, you know, like there are times where like, you know, on your Facebook feed, it 
shows like past posts that you posted and oh you guys I was so in love with God but I think after my relationship with Lost Boy um my relationship with my dad being a part of the church to after divorce things going south and me going back to my 20 year old self to the time when I was so in love with God and and like I yearn and crave for his love and I'm being vulnerable because that's just who I am you know and It is a struggle, you guys. It's just one of those things that you go through in life. And, you know, I, I, I'm i the type where I, I don't blame God for anything. God is a God that allowed me to make decisions in my life. There are a couple of things that I was you know, shown not to do, but instead I didn't listen and I just, I just did it because I was selfish, you know. And, you know, I, I've never forsake God. I've never got mad at him. I never say that, oh, it's his fault that I got divorced. Oh, no, because some people can go that way. But for me, I never did that because I understand that he gave me a choice in life. And I am responsible for the things that happens in my life. And I'm working on it, you guys. Because, again, like I mentioned, you guys, I, even though I don't go to church, I don't consider myself a Christian. I believe God. I still believe in God. However, I am spiritual. I believe in the spiritual world. And that things happen spiritually. And so I am working, I don't know if I'm working, but I, I do want to connect to God more. But it's just a lot harder because of the trauma that I went through thinking that church, the church members would have helped me. And then just seeing how my dad was. And then, of course, you know, um, seeing how lost parent was too and it just makes I don't know it just made me just I don't know I don't know you guys but I do have to say it's 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 hard it's hard I'm working on it I have to say that I am kind of avoiding in rebuilding that relationship with God I know I'm supposed to. It's just a lot harder now. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot harder to get back to that. <sighs> I didn't think that I was gonna cry on this episode, but for those who happen to, I don't know, fall off of their relationship with God. <sighs> 
Just know that you're not the only one that's going through it. Because I know deep down, God loves me. I know that he will never put me in a situation where I cannot handle. And, you know, me going through what I went through, maybe I was supposed to. Because God knew from the beginning that I could handle it. And now it's up to me as an individual to seek him again. But like I said, you guys, I am working on it. I just haven't got the chance to actually do anything about it. And I am afraid. I am scared. I am scared to do that. So, so yeah. But um, overall, <laughs> overall, that that is all that I have to say on this episode. I don't know how long it is, but uh, for those who have listened all the way, thank you so much. I know I may sound very like negative and and very uh strong and honest and truthful in the beginning of my episode, but if you have listened all the way towards the end. I thank you so much. There's a lot more topics that I want to talk about. So always stay tuned. And as, as always, I thank each and every one of you for, you know, listening, giving me criticism, good or bad. I take all of them. And for always supporting me and just, you know, tuning in as always. But, um, yes, let me just end this episode before I start crying a fucking river. But other than that, thank you so much again for tuning in. And as always, I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.